Welcome to Grow Goodness with Grace. I'm Sophie. And I'm also Sophie. And today we are here to talk about the shit everybody thinks but nobody wants to say. supposed to yield anyways 
It's like literally what the fuck. I'm like, sorry, dude. Um, a van was running me into construction. Yeah. Um, yeah, I woke up and I like looked outside and we have these like, I don't know if we have like three like big evergreen trees in our backyard. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they were like, like sideways. And I was like, holy crap, it looks like a hurricane outside. It has been crazy, and Tyler just told me this morning that there's going to be another storm going through Friday night, and I'm like, great, I have to drive back to the wedding on Friday night. I'm going to the lake. I'm not going to be home. You should be careful, the- though, because where would you go if it stormed at the lake? You can't be in a camper. Um, well, the aunt has a house. Like, with the basement? I'm not sure. Now that you're saying Because, like, when we have tornado warnings out at the lake, like, Matt and Lacey would come to our house. Yeah. Well, I would definitely not stay in the camper. They live in a camper. But I feel like they haven't gotten hit as much. I guess I haven't heard very much, but... No, I'm pretty sure it's just, like, here. And I don't even think it was supposed to rain. Like, I didn't even know it was going to storm last night. And it just, like, I heard thunder. Because it it started kind of early. Not early, but it was, like, midnight, which I'm usually still up by then. I figured you would be up when I was like, are you up? It's storming. And, yeah, like, I don't think it was on the radar. At least I don't... I remember um, hearing... Well, I just remember because I was, like, had gone in to get a tea yesterday, and we were talking about the storm, and then they were talking about um, how it's still so humid in the air, so yeah. they thought that it might storm That's again. That's how I felt, too. I was like, yeah. the air has to do something. It's so... It was so humid yesterday. Logan and I went for a walk, and it was like what probably seventy five degrees. Was Logan dying? <laughs> he actually rollerbladed on his new rollerblades, <laughs> and Ivy pulled him. Um, but it was just like wet, you know. Like it felt yeah, everything so heavy. gross. I feel like it's still kind of gross. Yeah, but not as bad as yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was worse. I can't believe you got your sweatshirt from your Marie. I haven't gotten mine yet. I know, but I have this little. That's an eye. It's a dot to the eye. <laughs> I've been trying to pick that off. <laughs> For so long. <laughs> Maria, if you're listening, obviously there's a dot to the eye in social on the sweatshirts that I got from you. And I've been trying to pick that dot off because I thought it was like a, a buzz up. or something or yeah, a mess up. Anyways, let's get started. I do want to give a potty training update because I'm very excited about it. We've got some movement this time. We have some movement. So, we have been not pushing really hard, but, like, just, like, not necessarily pushing the potty training, but just, like, verbally, just really trying to get him to understand the concept of going to the bathroom. And he has been so funny about it. Um... The first weekend at the lake, the camper is obviously tiny, and, like, between the toilet and the shower, like, the the toilet faces the shower, and there's, like, a foot in between, and, you know, okay, TMI, he's a boy, like, he has a wiener, I have no idea what to tell him to do with it, I'm just like, push it down so nothing happens to it, or I don't know what to do, like, I'm not a boy. So, he pees, and it shoots straight out into the shower, like, pee all over the shower, but I was so happy he peed, so I was like, great job, buddy, and then that was, like, it for the weekend, that's all he gave us, and then the next weekend, we were like, okay, because at the lake, it's easier, like, he's always outside, it doesn't matter if he pisses everywhere, 
it's fine. And so it's easier at the lake to get him to go to the bathroom. So we were able to get him to go, not super consistent, but like every morning when he woke up, every night before bed, and like every nap time when he woke up, which I thought was great. And I think learning from him now, he was so confused. And I think like when I'd ask him to go to the bathroom before, he truly didn't have to go. So he got frustrated. But if I can catch him where I know like, okay, this kid has drank like three cups yeah. of water and hasn't peed, then he will always get so excited because he's like, mom, it working. And then like, yes. then he gets happy. No, um, I get that. And like, not to compare Bo to a, a puppy, but that is kind of yes. what it's like when you're potty training a puppy. Like you let them eat and then you let them outside right after they eat because they crap right away. And you just know they have to go to the bathroom. Right. And so I think, and it makes sense. I mean, obviously I'll let Lippy outside right away in the morning. And so he has been so excited, but it's so funny because I, you know, he's sitting down right now when he's peeing. So I just told him like, push your wiener down into the toilets, you know, pee over everything. So now he thinks it's a button. And so he'll always be like, mom, I got to push the button. And then he waits to tell me if the button works or not. So he'll be like, oh, it's working. Or if he does that, pee doesn't work. And then I, you know, I've come to learn, like, if he's not peeing right away, I'm just taking him off because all he does is cry and whatever else. But he did poop. I mean, he pooped a ton in his pants last weekend, but he pooped a little bit. It was like the size of a dime in the toilet. And we were so excited. It was great. Um, but then we had a mishap at the lake where he pinched his finger in the chair and his nail came off. And then after that, it was like, okay, no more potty training. Then my daycare was closed this week. And so we're kind of just like taking a step back, but try to hit it hard again at the lake this weekend. And we're going to bring my nephew out who's totally potty trained. So I'm like, champ. Yes. I'm really, I'm really hoping it's going to be helpful. Come on, champ. Champ, help him out. But Ariel said champ has been confused because this is the confusing part for Bo too. So when you're at the lake, we always tell the boys like, yeah, you can pee outside. You want to pee oh, in the water yeah. too. So now they're confused. If you pee outside, like they don't have to pull their pants down. <laughs> So Bo is like, Mom, I peed. And he gets so excited. And I come over and I'm like, your pants are fucking wet. <laughs> so then I'm like, you have to pull your pants down. And Ariel said Champ's kind of regressing too. Um, but another really funny thing about it, and then we'll get on to like our actual topic, is Bo, he, <laughs> he had like peed in his diaper, or not his diaper, his underwear. And I was like, Tyler, go change him. And like Tyler's always, you know, doing five things in between everything I asked him to do. Tyler took his underwear off and then went and I don't know what he did. Like, I literally think he started mowing the lawn or do, do, did something and forgot to, like, come and put new underwear on Bo. <laughs> so, Bo was sitting in the sand and then Bo came up to me after and he was like, Mom, I have so much sand in my butthole. Can you get it out? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so all the funness but we're really proud of him I'm just proud of him for behaving and listening more so than anything because obviously he's going to have mistakes but he's learning and that's great but he also my daycare lady texted me my temporary one yesterday and said he dropped something and he said fuck and she asked him what he said and he like lied about it which is <laughs> whatever at least he knows it's bad and I was like uh that's me I need to swear less but live and learn. Anyways, this topic today is Sophie's idea and naturally I want to talk about the science behind it because I think it's so interesting but I'll give you the floor about what you said you wanted to talk about today first because I'm going to talk about it again naturally in a whole different light than probably what you're going to say. 
I don't even remember what the topic was. Was it busy? Right? I think it was more so like, okay, do you want to talk about why you wanted to talk about it? Um, yeah. I can. Okay. I don't really care. Okay. Then um, you dive into that first. So. What you've been experiencing in life. And I really want you to talk about your sleep as well. Because yes. I'm going to talk about that in a different light. So I went to the doctor this week because I've been experiencing some um, like insomnia and just chest pain. Intense that, insomnia. Yeah, like literally. Don't like, <laughs> don't make it seem like you don't. I don't think she ever sleeps. <laughs> yeah, like I can shoot a whole 12 hour wedding and then still not fall asleep afterwards. Like I'll be so dead tired, but I still won't fall asleep. So I went to the doctor and I'm like telling her about like all the stuff and um, and she kind of like said something to me that kind of sparked this topic. And she said, um, I think we live, like we were talking about like anxiety and how anxiety can cause like insomnia and how it can cause like, you know, your muscles to tense up and your chest can hurt. And so we're kind of like trying to figure out if maybe that's the cause of all of this. And she was asking me all these questions like, well, are you, like, an anxious person? Do you fidget? Do you, um, like, like, just all, you know, just all the questions that they ask you when they try to treat you for anxiety. And I was telling her, like, yes, I need to, like, get things done before I can go to bed. Like, I need to always feel accomplished. And I think that's kind of, like, tied into a lot of topics we've talked about, you know, like, the drinking thing and the, like, you know, drawing lines and boundaries and whatever. But anyway, she said um, that we live in this culture nowadays where we glorify people being busy and we don't stop to think about how this, like, will affect us mentally. Um, I don't know. Like, what it? I'm blanking. But, um... Well, I have, like, a few things. So if you're blanking, I'm going to, like, touch on a few things because I feel like it'll help you. Um, okay, so the first thing I thought about when you had said that you struggle before you go to bed, like you have to finish everything, I would not necessarily label you as a perfectionist, but I do think you have some traits where it's like you need to feel accomplished, everything needs to have its space, everything needs to be where it belongs, and if it's not, you have a hard time finding relaxation. Um, yeah, and that was another question she asked me. Can you relax? And I was like, well, usually not until all my stuff's done. Yes, <laughs> which I don't necessarily think is a horrible trait no, to have. No, I don't. Because she was like, well, it's better than being lazy. And I was like, yes, I just can't sleep. But it's a boundary <laughs> thing. So it's almost like taking that information you now have and saying, okay, here's the deal. I really need to clean my house and put my load of laundry away. But I also just shot a 12-hour wedding and I need to go to hell to sleep. So it's like protecting yourself and creating a boundary. Like tonight I'm going to prioritize my sleep over this and it can wait. And it's definitely training yourself. Um, I Somebody once said to me when I had a child that I was going to need to lower my expectations because I used to be exactly like that. And like I was forced into it. Um, so you're at an opportunity where you can train yourself, not necessarily be forced into it. But I do think it's instead of looking at it as like, okay, I'm a failure. I didn't get those things done. I'm not going to be able to relax because everything's out of its place. It's knowing that, okay, I am prioritizing my sleep and prioritizing my mental health over this and tomorrow it will get done. Yeah. Unless you don't have time. Like sometimes if I literally don't have time, then I'm like, I can't prioritize my sleep because I got to get this done. 
But, but then there's like, like I know you say that, but in my head I'll just lay there and think about it. Like I yeah, won't, I, won't I definitely think you have to train yourself. Yeah, and she had talked about like sleep training and like, you know, making sure you have a routine before you go to bed so your body is like preparing yourself to go to bed. And I'm like, yeah, I do not do that. I just kind of throw myself in there and hope for the best. Yes, and I also think because of your job, you have to be on the computer, which there's tons and tons of data and research that say blue light's really hard on the eyes before bed. Yeah. Um, which I was just learning about in class, and so I was going to text you that you can get, like, something to put on your screen. Well, I, blue light actually, glasses. I actually have blue light glasses, but I can't wear them when I'm editing because they change the color. Oh, shoot. You did tell me that. Yeah, so I tried them for a little bit, but I was always, like, taking them on and off. So that really doesn't help. So yeah, it was just more of a nuisance than um, helpful. And for your job, you know, it's hard for you to not edit. Sometimes you have to before bed. Yeah, but like, so this whole last week, we had 4th of July. And I like told myself I'm going to take the whole week off. um, Just because it's like my favorite holiday. I love the 4th of July. I love going to the lake, blah, blah, blah. Well, I had shot two weddings that weekend before, and all I could think about the whole week (laughs) was getting them done. (laughs) And I had no time to get them done, so literally Sunday, Monday, I just sat at the computer for like hours and hours and hours and edited, but it was all I could think about all week. Which again is very hard because it's like training yourself and setting a boundary. Yeah. But but I also on the other side think it's not a terrible thing because like I get a lot of praise for being like fast. Not necessarily fast, but like people always say you're always so fast with your editing. Like I know some photographers that will literally take months to get you your pictures back and I like really like pride myself in like being able to just like deliver in a couple weeks so people because people want them right away. Like they don't want them when like novelty of their wedding has worn off. Yes. They want them like right well, I away. I think you're efficient but I also think the way you structure your business it's good because then you're on top of it so you're not going right. to be behind. Yeah I think if I was behind it would make it even worse. <laughs> yes and I think in turn I know that you can't always schedule obviously this way but just for the average Joe going through something like this like I'm the same as you and mine's different because I always have charting or homework. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, before I go and do something, if it's not done, I will not function. Right. So I always have learned to create space or literally I will jam it in and stay up all night if I have to before I go somewhere. And like I said, those weddings, that you couldn't have done that. Right. But in a typical situation, like if you're going to start to train yourself, that's where I would start like if somebody is like us then to create space to let yourself get that stuff done or you can't do it right because you can't just sit and think about it so you either have to train yourself to be okay to let go or train yourself to create space so you're not so stressed right and I think I mean like the whole like I wanted to talk about in this topic was how like busy culture has become such a thing like everybody's like boss babe lady boss we're gonna be busy all the time blah 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 you know what I mean and it's like 
nobody's talking about the side effects of never having a life. They're always talking about how much they're getting done and how productive they are. Except us, because I feel like all we talk about is how we suffer. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, nobody, nobody puts a light. I mean, yes, people say, like, I have anxiety from mental health. But they literally don't talk about, okay, hypothetically you. I was up until 3 a.m. editing these photos. And so now I'm drinking caffeine all day because... I need to stay awake to shoot this next session and then I'm going to be anxious about trying to get that edited because I have a wedding this upcoming weekend. It's just like, yeah. nobody talks about that shit. They just see the, um, like, working hard, like the, you know, the highlight reel on Instagram of how everybody's got their own business and they're working hard, but they don't talk about the, like, and it, I think it would be much different if I had, like, a kid too, like, people who have kids and they, like, miss out on like family time and sports and stuff like that like nobody talks about that's like the give or take when it comes to being busy all the time they just glorify being busy and being productive and being successful instead of like the downtime yes and I do think there's a time or place for it all um because you brought up the kid and then it made me think about like my last year of life which is so funny because I was just writing in my journal, naturally, the saddest book you'll ever read. <laughs> Maybe you should, you should publish it and not put your name on it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just really love, like, I have a soft spot for being sad, and I don't know why. Like, I kind of thrive in sadness a little bit. I get a lot of my ideas from it. I love listening to sad music. Um, I love sad stories, and I don't. I just don't know why. Like, I know I get a lot of shade when I'll be like, "Do you want to hear this really sad story?" Because I say that to people a lot, and they're like, "Work on the delivery. Don't ask people that first." <laughs> Logan and Tyler are always like, "Can we change the music? It's depressing." <laughs> like, no, I love this song. Um, anyways, talking about like, okay, there's a time or place. For everything and as I'm writing in my journal last night I was discussing like the last year of my life because I think it's so crazy like I thought 2019 is crazy and then 2020 has taught me so many lessons and whatever and we're talking about 2019 and what happened in 2019 for myself was like I went from being like a little massage therapist that was busy and kind of not really known to like branding myself, doing my yoga training, opening a yoga studio, um, moving, doing all of those things, going back to school, finishing school, going back to another school. Like I took no breaks and I was talking to, I think one of my clients had asked me about it because I feel like she thinks I'm in, like a lot of people were very worried about me during this time because <laughs> I was so busy and I did not glorify it. I did not like it. I actually hated being busy, but I do think there's some give and take you have to do so like I had to give a lot of myself to my practice of massage therapy to my practice of yoga to my like business and brand in general because I think the first few years are really hard because you have to start at that grit and you have to grind it out and you have to give it your all and having a it, I mean you really don't get a good balance of work and family life in between um, so I had to sacrifice a lot with my family because of this. There was tons of decisions that I made that I could have done differently. As I had said, I probably not drank as much as I did last year in any years of my life because I was so busy and not, you know, I didn't have the proper tools to manage my stress. And 
we could get into all of that. And right. we actually, you know, we I did. We did. <laughs> the and last I, one. I will, I do kind of want to get into this. I'm going to say something just because I'm going to start to talk about the science stuff after we're done with this. But I was talking to a health coaching client today and we were talking about, you know, different dysfunctions related to stress and how it's such a shame that we were never taught that how what stress is what it does for our body and how to handle it right like we're taught to keep going going keep going and like you said glorified busyness right and I was busy and I'm sure I fell into that trap and I never realized it I know we talked about it the last time too but when Allison said to us or to me she was like I don't want to be busy people always say well you have the time to do this and she's like yeah but I don't want to like I want to have my time for myself and that's like I mean we talked about setting boundaries in like one of the first podcast didn't we about yes um so that's like it's it's a learning curve but this is kind of more I feel like it's a continual I want to say you learn every year it is always a lesson we're always going to be a work in progress. We're always going to fail. But with that, we'll always have success as well. Um, and I think, again, glorifying the busyness. You don't want to be busy. The reason I am doing what I'm doing right now. Because you don't have to do it is, later. Yes. It's <laughs> like, I. this is very short term for me. Because, again, I've applied for another school. I really want, like, this will probably be hypothetically speaking if I get into school decide to do it will be the toughest three years of my life but I'm looking at it as okay I'm going to be extremely busy I'm going to be exhausted I now have some tools to help me through but I want to set myself up so 10 years from now I can say okay I own this business I do parts of it but other people do a good chunk of it and now I'm set up for the future because I have time Right. But it's also a weird balance of, like, I need to be there for my son, and I have to protect that time as well. So I just know that, like, I'll have zero life because it's either my kid or my career. Like, right. that I'll be focusing on. So I think it's hard to, you know, why would you want to be busy all the time? Any sort of podcast that I listen to, which I think I had you listen to Beth Kirby. Yeah, I think I listened to maybe one or two of them. And I've literally, I don't think I listened to much more than you did, but... There was one where this girl was talking about, you know, her life and the busyness when she started her business and staying up late and eating the pizza and doing the things and how initially it was so fun. Like the first two years, it was like grinding it out. And then after it, they were like, we cannot live life like this anymore. Our mental health, our mental strength has gone to shit. We are exhausted. Our family life is suffering. So theirs was more of an adaptation and a realization, but still, in all of it, I think yeah. it's just learning. I was, so, I mean, besides, like, me going to the doctor and her bringing this up as well, another reason I wanted to talk about um, this, and I think this will kind of, like, mesh into what you're going to talk about, was I was watching Sarah's Day, per usual. <laughs> I don't know if you watch her new stuff. I just watched, well, I haven't seen her in a while because I remember I deleted my social media except my business and my business doesn't follow her, but I just followed her because I saw her new release shit and I was like, what is this? So she posted a video this week or last week and they were talking about Kurt and that is her fiance, if none of you follow Sarah. I love her. Which if you don't, do. I just, I'm just obsessed with her. Like, I feel like we're best friends, even though we've never met. Probably the same of you and Dak Shepard. That's how I feel about Sarah. (laughs) Anyway, so they were talking about how, um, Kurt, her husband or fiance, has been 
struggling the last like year or two years really bad with these like dizzy spells and these tired spells and like at first it was just like once a month so funny because it's totally what I'm yes. going to talk about okay and so he, like first at first it was just like once a month it was random he could deal with it but the last like few months they were talking about how he literally had no energy like he couldn't go to the gym and he's like a like gymaholic he works out all the time he had no energy to play with their kid he never wanted to work he was tired he was dizzy and he had no idea what was wrong with him he had went to like multiple doctors ran all these tests everything came back normal and they had no idea what was wrong with him so he started going to like a naturopath is that what you call him and it would be like naturopath or you could say functional medicine I think they're kind of the same I don't want to say they're the same don't quote me but I think they're kind of similar and they kind of come to the conclusion that he had chronic fatigue syndrome that was um, caused by him just being so stressed out and being so busy for so long so basically and, and then like to go along with that like the fatigue syndrome had caused him to basically be like drained of all of his like testosterone and estrogen so he had like nothing he was just so tired and in turn because of that he had what was it it was either an overgrowth or an undergrowth of gut bacteria so that's what was like making him feel so shitty all the time because anything he would eat it just like I don't know if it would, like, go through him or if it, like, wouldn't go through him, you know? Like, anyway, so all of these things are caused by stress because they own their own business. He's, like, a videographer and a professional photographer. Like, she is, like, a million, like, follower um, YouTuber, and they're just, like, working all the time. They have a kid, and all of these things were caused by stress. So, basically, the doctor is, like, we need to get you on, like, a de-stressed lifestyle Uh, You need to fix, like, what you're eating, and they have to fix, like, his hormones to get them all better. And I feel like that's kind of what you want to talk about, because you are uh, good about that stuff. (laughs) I am not good about it, but I know about it. I'm always like, do what I say, not what I do. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like with education comes awareness, and so it makes it much easier to make those decisions. So, for all of you who don't know, I'm extremely interested in everything you just talked about. I love the hormones because I feel like so many disease and ailments in our body come from stress, mm-hmm. which, fu- sorry, I'm trying not to swear, but really it fucks up all your hormones. Okay, so then this past, like, few weeks, we're learning about in school HPA axis dysfunction and hormones and stress. And so I just am going to give you guys a ton of info, throw it at you quick. I am not a professional by any means or an expert in this. This is just my understanding of the material, my understanding of the education that I've received from it, and my experience in myself. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of education for this, and I'll probably read off this chart too because, I, again, I had a health coaching client, and this is all we talked about today because I was like, this is so interesting, and I feel like any sort of HPA, HPA axis dysfunction will cause chronic fatigue syndrome. It will cause hyperthyroidism. It will cause hypothyroidism. It causes so many ailments in the body because of stress. Mm -hmm. And so we'll just talk about a little bit of the 
anatomy first because we kind of need to know the anatomy to know exactly what's happening in the body. And we're gonna talk about cortisol first, I think, because cortisol is our stress hormone. And so basically what happens is we have the adrenal glands and they create stress hormones. If you've heard of adrenaline, yeah, when you are like gonna die and your body produces a hormone, that's what that is. That's how so, like people can pick up cars and stuff. They get like yes. superhuman strength. So in the inner layer of the adrenal gland is the medulla, which produces epinephrine, norepinephrine, all that crap. That's just like the adrenaline. So the adrenal glands produce cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone secreted by the adrenals that has helpful effects for short-term stress, but not long-term. So we're going to dive into that, but I kind of want to talk about the HP axis first, or HPA axis. So the HPA axis is going to be the hypothalamus, the anterior pituitary, and the adrenal cortex. So basically, all that is, is like the hypothalamus is going to send a hormone to Which the is in your brain. Which is in your brain. It's like, oh shit, we're stressed. We're going to send a signal to the anterior pituitary to tell the adrenal cortex to make cortisol. Which is like fire. Which flight. is your stress hormone. It's not bad to have cortisol. Cortisol actually decreases inflammation, which is interesting to me. I thought that was interesting because it's a stress hormone. I would have thought it would increase inflammation, inflammation, excuse me, but because it fucks everything else up, that's where you get the increased inflammation. But cortisol also increases blood sugar. So there's lots to do with blood sugar about this, decreases muscle and protein levels and decreases immune response. Basically, short-term stress is going to be your fight or flight. Any sort of trauma, infection, temperature is extreme. So you could be, that could be like infection or, um, running away from a killer <laughs> yeah um, but for the temperature extreme um, I'm not trying to say infection because I already said that what am I talking about fever yes um, emotional stress surgery anything that's literally like yes running away someone's gonna shoot you like something that, that cortisol hits. yes but what should happen is like okay that cortisol hits you're running away I'm gonna shoot you and then you're like okay I'm not gonna shoot you anymore that cortisol should level out so you should not have heightened cortisol anymore from it but if we go into long-term stress, which I can read you about, this is any sort of chronic stress that elevates cortisol and does not let it relax. Yep. Or you could say like elevated cortisol or like, I want to say unusual patterns of cortisol. Like we'll I talk feel, about like that. When I think about that, I think about like always being kind of like on your toes. You know? Always on your toes. You know, like that's those are the type of people that would have this is the people who are always like, well, what's next? What's next? Because they're always like It feels waiting. like the end of the world always is yeah. what I can describe to people in this. And I, next time I want to talk about this, but I don't have time right now, is what you were saying with the estrogen and progesterone. This fucks with the reproductive glands so much. Yeah. It messes with all of that because, okay, for example here, if you have high cortisol, it lowers your D. DHEA, which lowers your estrogen, which lowers FSH. In turn, high cortisol, all that stuff gets low. You can't get pregnant. Right. Because what happens is you have high cortisol, you feel like you're going you're gonna to get shot. Yeah, because basically your body's like, you can't uh, reproduce if you can't take care of yourself. Yes, it's protecting you. So then, in turn, and we can talk about this next time too, because I kind of want to dive a little bit more into that part, but 
Right now, I just want to talk about the cortisol. Okay? The stress. Yeah. The stress. You're really stressed out. Your body's other functions shut down to protect you because you don't really need to digest food if somebody's going to shoot you. Right. You don't need to have a baby. So it's like, no, we're not going to worry about that right now. Instead, we need to have your stress levels high so you can have a good response to somebody killing you. Yeah. Which I feel like that's a bad representation. But I mean... Because you're probably not going to run into that, but... I mean, like, theoretically wise, when you think about this, you know... I don't want to say in the olden days, because I don't even want... Like, long, long, hundreds of years ago, or even, like, any other animal or mammal, they have to use this all the time. Yes. I mean, we're mammals... Like just like this a, is their alarm phase. Like they, yeah. they had to be aware. So the alarm phase is the first phase you're going to hit with your cortisol levels. So this is going to be where you become hyper alert in response to stress. But then you're going to come back to that baseline. Yeah. So it's like, okay, the threat is gone. I'm chill. The second phase is going to be the stress resistance. So now your cortisol levels are not coming back to normal. Your body adapts to the long-term hyper alertness it keeps cortisol levels high or get completely off schedule so we'll talk a little bit more about that but off schedule would be for example for a normal human body you wake up your cortisol levels are a little bit higher it makes you alert for the day it makes you focused when you go to bed they should be lower so when it's talking about like getting off schedule that's what it would be and it leads to high blood sugar for energy so your blood sugar really ties in with your cortisol levels just a little off subject like if you really wanted to test you could get your cortisol levels tested but you can also test your blood sugar after every single meal and it kind of gives you some data for that as well um but i mean that's interesting too because i feel like um like when you're talking about like pregnancy and stuff isn't there some sort of like like when you are going through your time of the month there's like a couple days in the month where you're like blood sugar and your temperature is different because that's like when your body is like allowing you to get pregnant i actually don't know about blood sugar but it wouldn't surprise me obviously due to this yeah for sure i'm not going to say for sure for sure yeah, but that I, was like, just a speculation yes I no but idea. temperature 100 if you ever do any sort of natural family planning you have to take your temperature because your your body literally can tell you when you're going to get pregnant right. i think it's the coolest thing whatever there's stuff about this okay third level though because there's three stages of adaptation so the first alarm phase second stress resistance third exhaustion your body gives up chronic fatigue syndrome that's probably what happened to him his body literally just like gave up because it just could not give any more and a lot of people come to that phase i feel like i was definitely reaching that phase before quarantine um your body just gives up So we're just going to give, I'm just going to briefly give some symptoms of this because I really want to get through this because I want to get to interventions of what you can do. But if you have any sort of HPA, oh, this is what I needed to talk about. So, you know, I said, (laughs) sorry, I had to explain this first. So the hypothalamus to the anterior pituitary to the adrenals. Remember, adrenals, stress hormone. So basically the hypothalamus is always going to be telling us to produce cortisol and it literally just creates a negative feedback loop so basically it's just like a never-ending circle of stress Mm -hmm. that's what you have to get in your head when you have hpa axis dysfunction so if you do have this symptoms would include anxiety or depression brain fog blood pressure issues dizziness dry skin fatigue immune system um sorry i cannot immune system compromise, increased abdominal fat, increased appetite, low sex drive, poor poor blood sugar control, 
poor circulation, poor muscle tone, salt cravings, sleep problems, slow wound healing, and thyroid problems, which the most common you're going to hear hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism. Different factors that can contribute besides just the busyness that we talked about. Caffeine. Huge, huge. As I'm drinking I know. a we both large like caffeine, cup of coffee right so now. So it's really hard for us. That's the biggest advice I have to give people who are going through HPA axis dysfunction or any sort of stress response dysfunction. Um, nobody likes to hear it, but it's probably the quickest and the best result is to eliminate caffeine. Yeah, my doctor told me I should probably cut down, and I was yeah. like, well... It's I, just because it increases... I don't want to hate my life, though. I know. <laughs> it's just kind of a bad circle, though. It, like, takes all the energy you have, increases your energy, but then you hit that lull, and it's just, again, that's another complete negative feedback loop where you're going to be stuck in that circle. So, caffeine contributes. Chronic psychological stress... They say electromagnetic fields. I'm not getting into that. I definitely think that that's just like a... Um, out there. Out there. We'll see. We'll not see. I don't know. Um, that's like 5G and all that crap that they're talking about. Inflammation, poor diet, shift work. And shift work is basically just because that's not the ideal sleeping pattern for your body. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I love this one. I Oh, inflammation. I don't know if I said that. This one is considered perceived stress. So novelty, unpredictability, perceived threat, or sense of loss of control, anything that makes you feel like that is perceived stress. So it could literally be like walking across the street gives you perceived stress. It's not stress for somebody else, but it is for you due to trauma, due to past, whatever. So that's another contributing factor for that. Impacts of dysregulated high cortisol. So if you have high cortisol and you have sleep, increased the impact is going to be increased cortisol at night so you can't sleep that's when we talked about the unregulated patterns and it can lead to feeling tired but wired which i think we all can relate to when you're trying to fall asleep but your brain keeps thinking so when you have that high cortisol with your sleep this is what's going to happen um, with your sex hormones which i want to talk about because this includes estrogen progesterone and testosterone but we're just going to briefly buzz over it because we can talk about it later um, reproductive system is put on the back burner. Basically, we talked about it again because your body's trying to survive. So it can lead to infertility, miscarriages, and libido, which is low sex drive. Thyroid problems, thyroid dysfunction, it can lead to lower production of thyroid-stimulating hormone, which that just tells the thyroid hormones to be produced. It decreases T3 activation, increases reverse T3, which if you... This is just like really scientific stuff. If you look at Twitter, have thyroid problems. Basically, you'll, you'll know. <laughs> basically, your thyroid sucks and it stops working as much, or it works too much. So it's either it's, you're you're overweight or you're skinny. Yes, and One for high two. cortisol, way more commonly than not, you're gonna have hypothyroidism. So, which so one's that? that one's like it sucks. It, it like slows everything down. Okay. And so insulin resistance over time can increase symptoms. Um, okay, so low cortisol can also impact the body, including fatigue, depression, fibromyalgia, hypothyroidism, increased susceptibility to autoimmune and inflammatory diseases. So there's tons of stuff with that. That's like a ton of information for you. But I think it's really interesting because we never really had an explanation like, okay, I mean, and this is not the only ailment. This is not the only reason. This is not the only hormone dysfunction you can receive but I in my head I'm like this is for sure has to be the most common 
Especially this, in our culture. Especially now. in our culture because we're doing all of the things that factor into HPA axis dysfunction. And once you get into that habitual pattern of it, it's super hard to break. There is tons of things that contribute to it. Again, one of the most difficult ones that I just said is going to be um, cutting out caffeine, Ugh. which sucks. But my favorite thing about this is like the adrenals are like a really, really cool gland that produced your stress hormone cortisol. And so when we're looking at this, there's a type of thing called an adrenal health protocol. So it's just a protocol to heal your adrenal glands. And hopefully if you can heal your adrenal glands, you can break that negative feedback loop, you can break that circle, and then you have an answer and a remedy or a tool to dealing with your anxiety versus just taking medicine. Right. So we are gonna talk a little bit quickly about the brain and then we're gonna go to those tools because I think the impact of the stress on the brain is very interesting and there's so much more to it than this, but I'm just gonna talk about it really quick, the effects of cortisol on the brain. So when you have a ton of stress on the brain, you have, your brain has this thing called neuroplasticity, which basically it can like modify and respond to different factors that can, can contribute to stress, just basically anything. But when you have really high levels of stress, the neuroplasticity goes away. Like it can basically almost deteriorate unless you're really focusing to strengthen it. Um, which is strengthening your brain, I guess you could say. Doing and games. a lot of this, yeah, a lot of the same stuff that we're gonna talk about to help the function of the brain is gonna help the function of stress as well. Um, and that's literally like that's really me breaking it down for you and saying like basically high stress affects the neuroplasticity of the brain. There is so much more that goes into it. Um, but a lot of the times people will get that like brain fog and memory loss um, yeah. or just like a hard time remembering things. That could be due to this as well. Again, that's a symptom for lots of things, but that's just could be due to this. <laughs> Side notes. This is just kind of funny. So one of my friends who has Lyme's disease, so this has really nothing to do with what we're talking about right now, but one of her symptoms is brain fog and she's had it for like a really, really long time. But she posted a thing and it was like, what brain fog is like and it was like you go to put toast in the toaster and then you stand there for 30 seconds and forget what you were doing and then it pops out and you scream <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but really it's such a real thing and basically what happens in the brain is you have glucocorticoid receptor response receptors and um you you create a resistance because basically it's like you produce so much cortisol that it doesn't respond to it anymore. I don't know if it adapts because it thinks it's normal or what, but then again, you get that increased resistance, you get the brain fog, all this crap. So I know you guys don't probably care a lot about these scientific stuff like as much as I do, so I'm really trying to just like break it down as simple as I can, but I want to give you guys tools to help manage the stress. Besides our first one and foremost is going to be being busy is not or should not be glorified. It does right. not matter if you're busy or not. If that is what serves you and you really have control of your stress, good for you, but typically more than not, it's gonna harm you. So four ways to improve neuroplasticity for the brain, which is totally gonna tie into the HPA axis. Number one is meditation, which I think meditation is very underrated for people. 
I think to take a pause and to really meditate and to give that brain some relaxation um, is going to in turn not only help the brain, it's going to help everything, but that's just like, they say shoot for 10 to 15 minutes. I think meditation is kind of hard. So I think initially for meditation, you're going to have to start off at like, do you have to get gas? You can go yeah. on if I'm just going to read off this. Okay. I'm just going to listen. <laughs> so for 10 to 15 minutes, they say to do meditation. Um, but I always say start simple, start small, you know, if a thought comes to your head, it's okay. Meditation is hard. You could start with a guided meditation. There's tons of apps. You could start with two minutes a day, lead into five minutes, morning, night, whatever works best for you. It's bio-individual. But meditation is one of them. The second one is learning new skills. I thought this was really interesting. So it's going to teach your brain to adapt to change much better if you learn new skills. The example they had given, which I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, is like, okay, we came to Fargo taking... What is that interesting? Interstate I-94? No, I-29. 29, okay. So we took 29 to get here. Their example would be like, take a route you've never taken and teach your brain how to adapt to that change. Because if you can adapt to small change, then if somebody comes up and tells you something big that you have to adapt to, your body, the neuroplasticity, you're going to be able to modify and adapt to that change much better. Your cortisol levels aren't going to freak the hell out and like raise uh, that's so crazy i felt like that was so interesting yes because i feel like i am one of those people who literally cannot handle when things don't go the way i want them to yes <laughs> so then it would turn you have to train yourself it can be with new hobbies it can literally be with anything but i thought that driving somewhere different would be good because it's kind of one of those like high stress situations but doesn't really matter so you're teaching yourself how to adapt and it can literally be anything learning any new skill but I thought the driving one was interesting and most understandable the other one is physical activity and again with physical activity we really push med meditative fluid physical activity it's going to be the best for your body to respond it's why I'm a huge advocate for yoga but you could even go on a walk anything to increase oxygen and um, blood flow to the brain is basically what they're saying with physical activity and then I got to pull up this last one. Oh, social interaction, which is kind of hard for people because some people can get overwhelmed. So I don't want you to think like you have to go and be social and go out to dinner with people. It's anything that's like if you go to yoga class and you meet a friend there, that's great social interaction. If you join a club, if you volunteer, it's just, again, getting your body used to change and like adapting to stressful environments. So that's going to be just for the brain. But if we're going to look at like the adrenal health, there's two different phases to this. And I'm not going to get super into it because I know it's a ton of inflama or inflammation. You information. Those, you get those words mixed up. <laughs> All the time. Oh, um, but I think it's a ton of information to throw at you. But I think it's really interesting that if you want to take care of your stress, the big thing I would say is to heal the adrenals as well because they're hormone producing, stress hormone producing glands. First one, people hate diet. Again, <laughs> people hate the diet, but it doesn't have to be that difficult. I'm just going to read, and it's a very vague list of things that harm versus heal the adrenals and foods that they suggest to stay away from. And whenever you have to eliminate something from your diet, do it very slowly. Do it mindfully. Don't do it all at once. If you do it all at once, you will never, ever, ever succeed ever unless you're like a superhuman unless you're and, mary unless you're mary and even still though i know how to avoid these i don't always do them because it's lifestyle so you just have to do what works best for you that day but foods that you should and are best to avoid are processed foods which just makes sense mm -hmm. pesticides and toxins which i know is big debate um 
Added sugars, I'm like a huge Mm -hmm. person with added sugars. Gluten, antibiotics, and hormones. And those are all just kind of like rule of thumb. If you can get stuff with less of any of that in it, great. If you can't, whatever. If you want to focus on one, I always focus on added sugars. It's what I struggled with the most. And in turn, it helped me reduce processed food and all of that stuff. Um, So... That's where I'm at with that for the diet. Another thing that I thought was really interesting is it said to eat at a specific time of day. The timing matters. So if you wake up at 10, if you wake up at 6, it doesn't matter. They want you. This is. Oh, you can hear the gas station. (laughs) This is literally only going to be um, to help with your blood sugars because like I said blood sugar is related to cortisol so if you want to stabilize your blood sugar and help the adrenals it says to eat within one hour of waking up and then space your meals out between five or six hours initially they say three to four because it's again hard to adapt a new habit but five to six hours because it takes that three to four hours for sure to stabilize blood sugar and then drinking water in between meals the last one I'm not going to really get into because this is good, this would take way too much time. But basically, it says to include high-quality protein, fats, unrefined carbohydrates, and fiber. If we want to talk about diet, we can talk about that a whole different time. But then the lifestyle changes, which there's just three on here, and I'm going to end with this because I feel like it ties into everything. Mm-hmm. Take a pause, which I literally think is like, again, not being so busy. But taking a pause is going to be saying anything like, Okay, if instead of like pushing through, if you're having a really bad day, just say you're editing. You're editing photos, you're having a really bad day, there's only like 30 photos left and you're just going to push through. Instead of pushing through, you will be much happier, you will have a much better response to life if you just take a pause, whether it be going for a walk, having a glass of water, taking 10 to 15 minutes off of whatever you're doing, reset. If you feel reset, going back. If you don't, save it for the next day because nobody is going to die because of that decision. (laughs) So it's taking a pause. The next one is create clear boundaries, which we've talked about prior. Creating concise lists where you can circle what matters to you, what doesn't matter to you, what is going to bring fuel to your fire, what is going to take away fuel from your fire. And then the third, well, I guess there's four. Well, asking for help, which is kind of just like very hard for a perfectionist to do, I think, um, to ask for help in any of those situations that um, not even just like mental help, but just like getting things done. Like if you need help preparing for your wedding, you're going to shoot. Like just asking somebody to help you can seem like a really hard task, but that's like a task they suggest. Mm -hmm. And then crowd out stress by adding relaxing activity. Again, why I do what I do. I have full faith in massage therapy. I have full faith in yoga and I have full faith in health coaching. I think anything you can do that relaxes you. It can be just meditation. Again, it can be doing a float tank. It can be getting your nails done. Like any sort of relaxation technique that you can add into your life that is going to be beneficial for you. So that's like a ton of information. A lot of information. I don't think I talked at all. I just listened. But that is is literally just like all the stuff that I've learned recently because I'm in that hormone course. And I 100% in my gut feel like hormones are so incredibly important. They're so interesting. And so interesting. And it just makes sense. And the thing that I always get pissed about is like, why didn't we learn about hormones like that and like how stress can impact the body and what we can do for our stress? Because sometimes it feels like it's your own fault and then you don't have tools to help with your stress. So you just think you're going crazy. Right. 
So, and I do, like, I'm not a huge advocate myself for medication, but I do support medication, and I think there's always times and place for medication, but if you can do this and get on this by yourself, this might be able to be your chance or opportunity to get off medication finally if you've been wanting to, Mm -hmm. if you can heal your body, because in school, and I will kind of end with this, and then you can end with your spiel, but... I have no spiel. Okay. (laughs) I want to end with this, then. They always preach, preach, preach in school. Given half the chance, the body can heal itself. So let's give our body the tools that it needs to heal itself instead of harming ourselves, which we are so more prone to do because of societal pressures, I think. So yeah. anything you want to end on? No, I think I'm fully educated for the day. <laughs> it's so funny because my client prior to this, I literally just gave her this whole thing, except we probably talked for a longer period of time. And I... Um, was like I just I love to educate people maybe it'll be my next life I'll be a teacher of some sort who knows well if you guys heard random things it's because we're in the car we're in the car closing out we're getting gas we're at loves I really want to get some stuff in Fargo she really wants to go to where are we going my favorite store home goods I don't even think it's open yet really I feel like it probably doesn't open until like 11 don't you think that would be a really big bummer. <laughs> anyway. But we have to go drop off something for you anyways. Anyways, this has probably gotten to be long, but it's good. I think that especially with what 2020 has brought us, we need to learn how to respond to our body stress and adapt in situations. So with that, with that, freaking love you. Oh yeah, I couldn't remember how we closed. I freaking love you. And I miss Bo now. <laughs>